Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Jerry McIver, the Director of Cyber Services for Trustpoint One, an integrated legal solutions provider serving the AMLA 400 and the Fortune 2000. He also serves as the Data Privacy Officer for Trustpoint One. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Hi, Ari. How are you? I'm well. I'm looking forward to this conversation. So tell us about your background and your role at Trustpoint One. As you mentioned, I serve two roles here at Trustpoint One. First, I am the Director of Cyber Services Business Unit, where we help clients both proactively and reactively in protection of their data through compliance with data privacy regulations and installing best practices and information governance. I help run and maintain this business unit and consult with organizations in that role. And I also serve as the organization's data privacy officer, where I support and maintain our data privacy program. Prior to joining Trustpoint One, I primarily worked in the reactive world, helping clients respond to incidences in over 500 cases. I'm a Florida Bar attorney and previously practiced in a uh, for a few years and served as a HIPAA compliance officer for a regional healthcare network, in addition to many years of experience as a systems analyst. And I currently hold CIPUS and CIPM certifications. You mentioned serving as both the director of cyber services and as the company's data privacy officer. How do your two roles intersect for the company's clients? It's interesting to think about those two roles intersecting, which I never really fully appreciated before, but they certainly do. In my director role, I am helping clients or serve the clients meet their data privacy and information governance initiatives, and internally serving as a data privacy officer for the organization. I'm applying those same initiatives as well as being proactive in protection of our data. So even if organizations have an established privacy program, they'll need someone in charge to update it, audit it, and maintain it. And that's what I'm serving here at Trustpoint One as well. So the two really intersect when I'm able to lean even more on that experience. And of course, it's helpful to show that our organization is taking a comprehensive approach to data protection and data privacy, which is the most ideal. What can organizations do to better manage their data privacy risk? So understanding where the data is, is you know where it is, is step number one. Through technology and expertise, organizations should identify data, classify it, inventory that data, and show a map of how it flows through our organization. Data mapping is what it's commonly referred to. Once those can be achieved, then an organization can truly understand their data privacy risks. This may vary from its use in certain data sources, whether it's duplicative information, the security surrounding certain data sources, nor people that have access to the information raise the risk of possessing that data. So having effective access controls is key to make sure that those who are looking at the data are the ones that have that permission to do so. But what we don't want is to have full access for employees to that data, establishing a so establishing a thorough map or matrix, if you will, of roles and certain data access is generally the best practices and then depending on the organization's structure. I've seen several cases where there was a ransomware and the main reason the threat actor was even able to get access to their system and basically functionally shut down the business was because an employee had full access to their data management software. So it's highly important to create these robust access controls and really identify these risks. What are some common mistakes that organizations make in managing their data? 
First one that comes to mind is over collection of data and information. I've seen several cases where an organization had no data protection stance whatsoever, no privacy program, no data retention policies, and they were collecting and storing personal sensitive information from the beginning of the systems of their organization. This, of course, poses major risk. Gone are the days where organizations can ignore their, their duty to protect their data. For regulations and just the overall push for companies to do a better job in data protection, we're seeing that shift through all industries. I'd say the second most common mistake I see is kind of piggybacking on the over-collection is creating and storing duplicative data. So if organization uses multiple sources, this has been the very common. It may be an employee that wants to move a certain document so that others have access to it in a collaborative tool such as Teams. But moving a document sometimes actually creates a duplicate. So holding information in multiple locations without legitimate purpose should be a huge red flag. So maintaining that uh, robust program, teaching employees best practices is generally the way to mitigate having that duplicative data. And then lastly, I think the third common most mistake that I see is the lack of understanding of why they're processing certain information through certain data. Some organizations collect it simply to try and follow their what they think is industry standards or copying another company without fully comprehending why they're using that information. It's common where someone in IT sees a privacy policy template and tries to match it, which is the wrong approach. Privacy policies should be tailored to what the organization is currently doing and then adapting it to apply best practices using a robust retention schedule and using data minimization principles. So what records, retention, and data minimization best practices should organizations apply to minimize that risk? This has been a common question I've, I've been asked, actually. So I tell everyone, just avoid having an overly broad retention schedule. It's common for organizations to just say, well, I'm going to hold on to the record for seven years. That'll cover us. Well, it's not untrue for certain, for a lot of data, really. That's far too broad of a policy. Certain data, like time cards, for example, those may not necessarily need to be held on for seven years. Be much sooner. So information like corporate records, meeting minutes, articles in corporations, that can be held indefinitely. Having a specific retention policy also allows for IT, legal, whoever is maintaining the privacy program to audit it much easier if they're looking for specific document types and tracking that data that's stored within. Additionally, if they want to look for perpetual documents, if you will, or indefinite, for example, a spreadsheet that's been used, created, let's say 20 years ago. And it's been maintained and updated through the years. Well, it's not a good practice there. Please don't ever do that. It's But having specific data within that document, you know, if you were making the data, then you can track it. And you can make sure that that will now apply to a retention policy as opposed to having actual data stored in a document. So making sure it's specific, getting through, you know, tax records, everything, just making the, the retention schedule or and the second point about data minimization, that's really just making sure that we're not over-collecting, storing, and processing certain personal and sensitive information, unless it has a legitimate reason. Once you have the information is processed, its use is complete, then the data should be deleted, period. So staying on top of that data flow, deleting when necessary, following their retention schedule, and not collecting additional information are kind of the backbones of what the data minimization principle is about. Just like it says, data minimization, we don't want to overcollect. We want to keep it just as little as possible. And then once it's done, get rid of it. So that's just kind of where that stands as well. How do you see data privacy and information governance in legal organizations evolving? The emergence of CPRA and other 
privacy regulations coming out, we're seeing a big need for organizations to take a comprehensive or more restrictive approach in the handling of data. This allows authorities, but it puts them in the best position if data is ever accessed through, you know, from a threat actor. Everyone can say, oh, we have the best robust security in the world. All you could really do is mitigate the risks. You can't 100%. And I'd say someone's probably lying to you. If they said 100%, we could protect your data. It's really just preparing for that possibility, uh, making sure you're staying ahead. And a lot of the regulations are going to be pushing for it. And you're seeing organizations have to adapt and make sure that their privacy program is robust, comprehensive. They're using data minimization principles. Because what you don't want is, and I've seen this, and you kind of, you're kind of asking the specifics for legal organizations. This really applies to all organizations, but you know, legal organizations are not immune. We should not be using simple file shares to use within a law firm. You want to make sure that you're vetting your data management software that's installed properly. Make sure there's access controls mentioned earlier. That's kind of where I'd see from a legal organization standpoint, because um, I have seen a lot of simple file shares being used, and that's not the best practice. But then one more point I want to make on, on the information so it's a kind of, you know, data privacy and information kind of go hand in hand, but there's other things that is for information. If proper data discovery is performed, then you'll have other uses like business. You know, you could be able to data mine that information to make your organization more efficient. And ultimately, it's properly installed, then you will have the ability to allow your organization to grow even more. And so that's what we're very excited about. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Jerry McIver, the Director of Cyber Services and the Data Privacy Officer for Trustpoint One, an integrated legal solutions provider serving the MLaw 400 and the Fortune 2000. Jerry, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.